The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, former 700 Club host Christy Watts explains the turmoil she faced off camera. I had my son on a Thursday, came home from the hospital on a Saturday, and Sunday my ex-husband walked out on us. What people don't know is that night I stayed on the bathroom floor, weeping and crying in a fetal position, so wounded and so hurt I couldn't even quote scripture. Have you guys ever been to that point mm -hmm. where you know scripture, but literally you can't even speak the words? spending this time with you. I'm James Robinson. Uh, Betty and I are thrilled to have you. We have sitting here by me what I refer, and this is absolutely beautiful. I, I don't know if you can tell how beautiful it is just looking at it, but this is the real deal bronze. But it, we captured with, with the paint that's appropriate for a bronze, uh, the beauty of the eagle. And this is a determined eagle. This eagle is determined to soar on the turbulence of the times and the challenges of the day. We rise up with wings as eagles. The Holy Spirit is the wind beneath our wings. We soar on turbulence. We don't fear it. We don't run from it. And we face the challenges trusting God with confidence because the Lord is our shepherd in whom we trust so that we don't live in want or desperation or dependence on others. One of the thing I want, things I want all of our viewers to see this year, Betty, because we'll be releasing the book. It's kind of the journey of what I've seen, Living Amazed. Uh, you can pre-order it. Let me just say this to you. I believe what everyone that's already seen the advanced copy has said to me, if you read and see what God does with, with a kid that never had a chance and what he's accomplished, he, God, the Holy Spirit, through somebody's life, amazingly, you're going to begin to live amazed. So just keep that in mind because that's what we're going to be talking about all year, Betty, about living amazed and being determined eagles. And we got a determined eagle here. And I mean, we got a determined eagle that you know, when you go, you're a, you're a co-host of the 700 Club, you're a gifted communicator, a, a lovely woman, and uh, at home, behind the scenes, things are coming unglued, you've got an alcoholic husband, and then all of a sudden the wheels come off, and then how in the world do you write a book called Talk Yourself Happy? What in the world does she mean? And I, I don't think anyone has any greater ability to tell you what she means than Christy does. So would you welcome Christy Watts to life today? Mm. Christy, good to see you. Thank you so much. All right. So we, much. we want to cover some ground because there's a, there are a lot of people who, are, who, who, are, who have sorrow in their heart, yeah. uh, whose broken heart needs to be bound up, mm. who don't have the, what they would call a flowing joy of the Lord. You use the word happy, and then you talk about talking to yourself. I think you're communicating what is to you a very important message, mm -hmm. even in the simplicity of that title. Sure. So help us grasp it. Well, you know, sometimes we, you know, we talk about talk yourself happy, and Christians have the tendency to dismiss the word happy mm -hmm. because, you know, it's based upon circumstances or it's or it's flighty. And and the truth of the matter is really talking yourself happy is encouraging yourself with the word of God. But not just the word of God, the word who is God, the word of God and the word that we've got to get deep down 
into our heart, that hold on to the promises of God. You see, one of the things that I learned, I was a co-host of the 700 Club for 14 years, and it was really, really easy for me to sit on that set with the perfect hair and the makeup and stylists and, and the scripts and all that stuff and tell you that God is good, trust God. It was really easy to say, have faith in God, or give and it should be given unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken together. Yeah, you're but, doing good, you appreciate it. Come yeah, on, come on. Come on. <laughs> but what happens when life isn't good? And what happens when your faith is beat down and you're so faith weary? And what happens when you give and you're still depleted? And God got me to that point where I was miserable, I was joyless, I was hopeless, and I was at that place of despair. And while you were still in that place of the position, or did that yeah, change? No. I mean, I started, when I first started the 700 Club, I was 27. When I left, I was about 42, 43. And so life had, you know, had experiences of divorce and just different things. But That happened to you when you said that divorce? Yes, sir. But toward the end, I just, I was unhappy, but I didn't know what I meant. I wasn't happy with where I was in life. I wasn't happy with who I was around or my life and I'm single and my job and the money and my son. I just wasn't happy. But what I came to realize is that I wasn't saying I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. And here I was on Christian television and didn't know the fulfillment of Christ because I talked about Christ, but I was so busy doing that I forgot to talk to him. And I knew the terminologies about, how, about having faith and having trust in all these things, but I didn't know what it really meant. And what changed my life was a scripture that says, whosoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Mm. And that's King James, that's not NIV or the message. But I had to learn what trust meant. Because when your husband leaves you, when you have no money, when every door is shut from a career-wise and you've reached the, the, the top of the academic ladder, but yet you can't get a job anywhere. When your friends who you knew no longer answer your phone calls and, you, and, you've, and you've relied on the Lord and trusted in the Lord and had faith in the Lord and obeyed the Lord and live a godly life and people say, trust God, how? And God had to get me to that place where I knew what trust meant. And trust meant for me, reliance, dependable. Christy, trust me even though the circumstances are hard, trust me. Even though you're alone? Even though I was alone Because you're lonely. really not alone though. Right. But you felt lonely. Did you get honest about how you felt? Was that part of the process? Well, to be able to express what's actually going on? Because you act like there was nobody around to listen. That just, right. that breaks my heart to think that, especially yeah. in Christian circles. Yeah. Why do you think that was happening? That people seem to be disappearing because you were moved out of one place, now you're in another place, and yeah. all of a sudden it's like nobody's there? I think as Christians, we get so busy in life that we don't see people. We'll pray for you, but we don't extend help to you. It's like the person who says, I'm hungry, I'll pray for you. No, feed them. It's like the person who says, I'm lonely. I'll pray for you. No, talk to them. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of Christians, myself included, who, who are heart sick and hope depleted. And sometimes the church isn't enough, meaning just going to church and saying the right things isn't enough. It's about really knowing the love of Christ and knowing the person of Christ and the power of Christ through the Holy Spirit that brings the person of Christ alive and knowing the Papa God, our Abba Father. And for me, those are the three dynamics that I came to learn. 
because life for me got really, really hard. Don't you think sometimes it's easy for Christians to put on a front because we're, we feel like we're expected to have it all together, and yet inside we're hurting real, real bad, but we don't feel like we can open up and let everybody know that because they have a different opinion of us. Right. They think we're okay. <laughs> Betty, you hit the nail on the head. It's something about when you work in Christian television or Christian ministry or you're a part of a church, we wear a mask. We've got the hair and the makeup, and we sit all straight, sucking in our stomachs, and we know how to say praise God, hallelujah, God is good. But people don't know that when we go home, sometimes we're broken. And people don't know how sometimes... Well, you were going home to an alcoholic husband, and in the situation you're in, you found it hard to even talk about that. Well, here's something that you guys don't know. <laughs> I had my son on a Thursday, came home from the hospital on a Saturday, and Sunday, my ex-husband walked out on us. And there are three things that happened. One, he said, I never loved you. He said, uh, you used to be so pretty, look at you now. And I had just given birth. <laughs> and the third thing he did was, he wiped all of our bank accounts down to zero. So my security, <laughs> my significance, my value, and my love was torn away. And the next day, what people don't know is that night I stayed on the bathroom floor, weeping and crying in a fetal position, so wounded and so hurt I couldn't even quote scripture. Have you guys ever been to that point mm -hmm. where you know scripture, but literally you can't even speak the words? You can't say it. In this particular time, Philippians 4 is my favorite scripture to talk about, rejoice in the Lord. And I would listen to that scripture about how rejoice in the Lord always, I say it again, rejoice, you know, prayer and petition, but the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. And at the time, I didn't understand the power of peace because at that time I had the position, I had the money, technically I had the power, but I didn't have peace in my life. And I was on that bathroom floor curdled up in a ball saying, Lord, I need you because I'm just about to break. I'm just about to lose my mind because my mind is all scattered and my heart's broken into a million pieces. But yet, less than five hours later, I had to get up and smile and preach on the 700 Club. Mm. That was hard. How did you do that? Did you feel hypocritical doing it? Did you feel like a phony? I didn't feel like a phony. I felt like I was being a strong Christian because the truth of the matter is I was doing my job and my job was to minister to the nations and to love people, even if that was sacrificing my own, my own, not, I won't say stability, my own strength for that, you know, matter. But one day when I was at the 700 Club a year before I left, I remember praying and I said, Lord, I just want your heart. I just want your heart. And at the time I thought it was a holy prayer, but I didn't know a year later that in order for me to have the heart of God, everything that I held on to tightly, disappeared. My job, my position, not just the husband, all these things that I found my significance in, my value, even my security in were gone. But the greatest thing about it though was all I had was God. And I couldn't fake it anymore. And I couldn't pretend anymore. And little scriptures didn't, you know, they couldn't pacify me anymore. I needed to know the person of the word, not just the word that I could quote. I needed to know the person of the word. And it was in that process that the Lord started to teach me biblical principles that taught me how to be happy. So when you say, okay, tell me where you want to take the viewer if they yeah. read the book, because you're trying to yeah. not just take them on your journey, you're trying to take right. them somewhere. Well, the key is for the whole talk yourself happy, I'd cried for five days. And my mom, I grew up in a safe, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, 
family. And my mom would call me every day and pray with me and talk to me and try to encourage me. And it was New Year's Day and all I kept thinking of was, I'm gonna hit another year of, of this hurt mm. and pain in my heart. And all of a sudden as she was talking, she tried to divert my attention. I start talking about my sister, something going on with her. And I said, remind her when the Lord did this. And mom, remember when the Lord did that? Remember when the Lord did that? And all of a sudden that spirit of oppression and depression started to lift off. And that was the first time I learned a valuable principle, which is we've got to, there's power in our spoken word, but it's about remembering what God has done in the past. So when we're in that place of despair and discouragement and all we feel is the hurt, and, and we feel like God has put us on hold and walked away from the phone, we've got to remind ourselves if God did it before, he'll do it again. And so for me, it wasn't just me speaking, but it was me recognizing that God's word is true. And talk of the whole talk, how much, how many times do we talk ourselves miserable? We do it all day, every day. We talk about what's not happening. We talk about what God's not doing. What, what's not going on in our lives, we talk ourselves miserable all day, every day. And that instinctively will change our perspective and wound our heart even more. But when we align our words with the word of God, with the mind of Christ, having the heart of God, that's when our perspective and the joy comes. Because what does the scripture say? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's not just about the quality of our words as it is the condition of our heart. And God wants to get us to the point where our heart lines with him so we could trust him, have faith in him, and walk out that path that he has for us. Talking yourself happy is biblical. It's a biblical principle to remind it's yourself. It's not self-hypnosis. No. It's actually applying this, the balm yes. of Gilead. It's applying the healing truth. Yes. Transforming truth. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think there are just so many people, Christy, that yes. have just all the reasons to find not to be happy. Right. And uh, I think, I just think you've, you've shared your journey. Yeah. And I love the reality that, uh, you know, Beth Moore talks about, hey, it doesn't matter how you got in the pit, whether you were thrown in, <laughs> fell in, or dug the pit, you right. find yourself in. Right. He's still inclining his ear to lift right. us up. And right. so when you begin to see that, yeah. with all the pain that you had, yeah. you, you, were, you were not just talking to yourself, right. you were speaking truth, you were speaking reality. Yeah. And in a sense, then you're talking yourself into another yeah. a level of, uh, let's say, peace and, yeah. and calmness and contentness yeah. and, and discovering that peace that passes understanding. Is that what began to happen? Because you talk yeah. about transform your heart by mm -hmm. speaking God's promises. Yeah. So you're not just talking to yourself. Right. You're talking about the truths of God yeah. that actually find fulfillment when yes. you do that. I mean, is this yeah. what you're trying to say to people? Absolutely. No matter where you are, yeah. where you find yourself, there's someone ready to help walk you out of it yeah. and reestablish you. And your words, yeah. just like your thoughts yeah. and the abundance of your heart, go ahead and say it. Talk to yourself. Don't talk what the enemy talks. Yeah. Talk truth. Yeah. The Lord was really teaching me about agreeing with the word of God. Because we use my marriage, for example. Yes, my ex-husband was an alcoholic. And yes, the marriage was very, very difficult. But the truth of the matter is I would sit and pray in my closet. And then I'd get on the phone with my girlfriend and say, this marriage is doomed. So I would negate the very promises that God had given me. That you just prayed. And how many times mm -hmm. do we do that? Moved into doubt and denial. Sure. The very, we forget that words not just have power. Think about it in Genesis. God spoke 
the earth into existence, right? So then in the New Testament, the word was so powerful that Jesus became the word. Mm -hmm. And so we know that the word of God uplifts in everything. Now, going back to the whole thing with how the Lord healed my heart, you know, the whole thing is about, you know, transform your heart while you speak God's promises or speak God's promises and transform your heart. The Lord showed me that it wasn't just what I speak. Once again, it's about the condition of my heart. And my heart didn't really line up with the heart of God. I played the act really well. Yeah. I played Christian. Well, I found and I'm 73 years old now. And then and more and more as, I, as I've lived, I prayed to be able to identify with the heart of God yes. and be so close to him that I, I feel every heartbeat. I know what's on his heart. I know what's in his heart. I know what he longs for in behalf of all of us he loves so fully and so freely. And when we identify with that, I think there's healing in that. I think it's an amazing grace that you begin to experience. Let me just pray this for you. Father, I know there are many watching right now. Their hearts are broken. Their marriages may be very challenged. Uh, there's incredible, indescribable difficulty and pain. There's perhaps disease or sickness. I don't, I don't know what they're dealing with. But I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, another just like Jesus, to comfort those right now that are watching and, and make them aware of your presence and your promises and let them begin to agree with you. And as Christy said, just say what he says. Go ahead and talk to yourself. Uh, let the Lord speak to you through what comes from your lips. And we pray miraculously that you will heal hearts, relationships, lives, bodies, disease. Just work a miracle in people's lives. And in those of you right now who just knew I was praying for and you're praying, just trust God with your life, your past, your failure, your accomplishments, your success. Just trust him with all that you are and, and really mean it. Have your own way. Thy will be done in me right here for your glory. And you give him that clay. Do you appreciate Christy sharing her story, her journey? I'm just really trying to be an encouragement to all of us. Thank you, Christy. The book is in the bookstores, and uh, we, we will send it to you, but we're going to ask you to do something. Uh, we want to send you Sheila Walsh's uh, devotion book, A Fresh Infusion of Joy. What do you think about that? Talk yourself happy? How about A Fresh Infusion of Joy? Another 700 Club host. Yep. And how many people have been blessed by that wonderful outreach, hopefully. And with life outreach, we pray. And how many people have been blessed through the outreaches of life that you make possible? Yeah. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Betty, our viewers are going to see something very, very unique. You know that for years we've been drilling water wells, thousands of them. Many of you have drilled a well. Some of you make it a, a goal to drill a well every year or to help with a well. But a lot of times people say, well, what about the areas where they can't get a drilling rig? And what do you do for those people? Well, a miracle has occurred. We can now give every family their own filter system that they can take the most filthy water on the planet and get the purest water possible. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's like osmosis, dialysis. It's, it's like cleansing. It's just amazing what, what this does. And everybody can have it. And we can give three families this process of giving their family clean water for $100, three families. We can drill wells for 40. We've got emergency areas where we've got to immediately drill 100 and, and over 180 wells. I, I want you to look at this right now and listen to a mother 
telling you what goes on in her heart, and you're the answer to this heartache. I mean, you are the perfect, miraculous answer. Watch, listen, and respond to the heart of God and the heart of this mother. Yarayanyo <laughs> Well, sad to say, but Betty and I know what that feels like. Uh, to lose a child that every one of you would have given us the miracle not to lose our daughter. This, this mother's story is, is too typical too often. Now, now here's what I'm, I'm, I'm just really pleading with you to focus on. We can stop this. We've been drilling water wells for villages now for, I guess, close to 20 years. And you have faithfully helped us. We have right now found 188 areas where there's such a crisis, they gotta have a well. It's almost like the whole village is gonna die. And the water's there. We just need the rig there and drill. $4,800 has to be covered by somebody full of love. If you can pay for a well, I believe you will. If you could pay for two, I believe you will. If you give $1,200 or $2,400 and pray three people join you or one other person joins you, we got another well. And Betty, we'll never make it with the goals that we have, the opportunity, the need, if the people don't respond. But many people say, I can't do the 25% of oil. I can't give $1,200. There are not many people watching who could not give somebody a filter system that would give them the water that they need. And we have that ability right now. And if you would give $100, we give three families a filter system that you can take the filthiest water in any river or any borehole in the ground that's contaminated and give water that's just like what we buy in the store and bottle of water. Would you do that? And, and some of you right now, you're seeing the images of that simple five gallon container going through a hose, that filthy water in and coming out beautiful clean water that our mission director or you or anyone here could drink it and know this is perfectly non-contaminated, not disease-ridden water. Would you like to do that? Father, I believe today there are literally hundreds and hundreds of people who will say, thank you, Lord. I can reach out to three fam families, not just one in the family, three families, and give them clean water for $100. 
and then, Lord, those who can drill the wells. Whatever part or all of it, please touch their heart and let their heart be filled with joy as a cheerful giver to know we're giving life in Jesus' name. Remember, you're giving water for life because of the water of life, and our missionary is going to tell them about the water of life. We want to send you a beautiful canvas to say thank you. Sheila Walsh's book, A Fresh Infusion of Joy. You help with the well, the beautiful, determined eagle. I'm praying there wouldn't be a single viewer of life today during the whole year that would not become a determined eagle and even contribute and say, send me that bronze because I'm going to soar, but I'm going to raise people from death to life because of the free release of love. Would you do that? You can go online or you dial the number there, take your bank card, use it like a check, the way you should always use them and make the gift God puts on your heart and do it joyfully. Would you do that, please? By the way, call and tell us if you're writing a check made to life, call us and tell us you're sending it in. Would you do that? Thank you so much. And going online is so simple for so many to do. Thank you for doing it. Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. Our teams have recently identified 188 remote villages in Southern Africa where children are suffering from contaminated, disease-ridden water. The situation is desperate. They need clean, disease-free water immediately. With your gift today, you can help drill fresh water wells in remote villages across seven African nations. Your gift of $24 will provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will provide for 10. $72 provides for 15 people and $144 will help provide fresh, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you Sheila Walsh's devotional, Five Minutes with Jesus, a fresh infusion of joy to help you experience a deeper connection with God. Please consider an additional gift of $100 to help provide three families with water filtration kits in emergency areas where our rigs cannot reach, and you may request our No Greater Name canvas print. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful new hand-painted Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. Well, I want you to know you released a river of joy to mothers that won't have a heartbreak because they lose another child because you gave them clean water. And when you make others happy, it's pretty easy to find joy yourself. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to have Christie's book, it is in the bookstores. You can get it, go online and get it. But you help us give a filter system, a cup of water. You ask for this book if you'd like. We'll send it along with the one that Sheila has on devotions. But just uh, thank you so much for your help. Would you like to thank Christy for sharing with us today? <laughs> Christy, bless you. Thank you so Comfort much. You, thank you. Direct your steps and keep you Amen. happy. Amen. Thank all, hey, listen, thank you for making some people happy, changing their world. Thanks for watching Life Today.
In his new book, Living Amazed, James Robison shares how divine encounters can change your life. Living Amazed, coming soon to online and retail bookstores. Do you remember a moment you felt completely free? Author Rebecca Lyons shares her journey of learning to be free from seeking the approval of others. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.